Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's late September. It's no longer the dog days of summer. It's basically fall, but it is the dog days of Bachelor of Paradise. I am joined today by my colleague, Amelia Wedemeyer. Amelia, welcome to Bachelor Party. How are you? Well, thank you, Juliet. I appreciate every time you let me on this show because I feel like a lot of the people who listen to this podcast don't like me on here. So I, I do appreciate you have you being like, who cares? Thanks for coming on. So, seriously, who cares? We were just having a really rollicking conversation about The Bachelor, which we will repeat <laughs> yeah. and dive into. Right. We're going to do six big questions, kind of for each portion of the show, one for each segment. Right. However, I need to begin by discussing Joe and Kendall. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah. mm-hmm. I'm on the wrong side of history. I understand that everyone now likes Joe, and I am a, I'm a holdout as not liking him. Well, you can count me on that ship, too, because I don't understand the appeal. But OK, sure. Yeah, of course. Were you always on this train? Yes, I was. I was like, okay, you know you. what? Here's the thing. It's OK. Well, here's the thing. I just I'm like, I'm underwhelmed by Chicago. And and then there's this guy who's from <laughs> Chicago. And I'm just like, isn't Chicago just New York without the culture? Like I as someone from the Twin Cities, I just don't, I have a disdain for Chicago. And uh, I just think Joe is very hokey and he tries and it just is like it's effective, but also ineffective because it, because it's like, you know what? If you were a good friend, you would have defended Natasha from the beginning. And you're just like, OK, I guess I will. But like, I don't know. I just think he's just. He's been lucky in life, let's just say. I I agree. You know, he's 
how he got to this point, I don't know. He didn't get to speak on his season of The Bachelorette. Not Becca yet. sent a poem night one, literally. Somehow he ended up on clickbait with Tasha and <laughs> Natasha, which is like his version of getting a golden ticket. I mean, literally, because now he is like the ringleader and focal point of this season of Bachelor in Paradise outside of the Brendan and Natasha and Piper drama. And it's baffling. And so this week, his relationship with Kendall finally came to a head. Mm. And Amelia, how do you think Joe handled Kendall's outpouring of emotion? I mean, I I honestly commend him for... Because how else are you going to kind of respond to that in the sense that she probably knew what she was getting into when she came onto the beach where it's like, sure, we're inviting you on. And um, I don't know, maybe your ex-boyfriend, your ex-fiance is going to be here. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, how else are you going to react? And like, and I, I obviously like, I feel for Kendall. She's, she seems like a very nice person. However, you probably knew what was going to happen coming into here. Yeah. So I have a lot of feelings about this and I'm just going to say, I know they're not rational. And in fact, <laughs> okay. In fact, I talked this over with friend of the pod, Jared Freed. We oh, were texting about it earlier funny. today. Great guy. Yes. Shout out to Jared. Here's the thing. As you said, Joe kind of did the best that he could. He was definitive. He was like, this is over for me. If it wasn't over for you, why did you wait until now to tell me? He made some good points. He had to close the door on that relationship. I get it. I understand. Right. Then Kendall, she's on the opposite side of the coin. If she really had feelings for him, why did she wait till now to go? Like, it's hard to really, why did she wait until now to tell him instead of pre-paradise? That's a very good question. And I don't want to throw anything against Kendall because I, I truly think she's a nice person. She seems very lovely from what I've seen. I like the friendship between Tia, Becca, and Kendall. Yeah. It seems to have lasted from our yes. season. Yes, and I like that too. And I think she's a nice person. And I just think maybe she's... And I don't want to be like, I'm naive. So I think she's naive. But I do think she might be a, a little naive. Sure, maybe. She might be. Who knows? She's confusing. I mean, I'd love to hear more about her taxidermy situation. If you recall, that was like her yes. thing. But now it's like nature. Have you checked out her Instagram? No. However, I will say she's, I think she's lived in the Southern California area all her life. She has. So she, she kind of knows the deal. If you, if you know what I mean, like she knows how the world works in terms of like followers and oh. popularity, maybe. Oh, be, interesting. Also, so you're saying she's, a, there's a lot more strategy behind this, like happy go lucky person we're seeing on the beach. There's always more strategy behind every single person that appears on the bachelor and the bachelorette. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> that's I'm not the lesson of Brendan, isn't it? I just thought he really was like <laughs> a sweet guy and I was so fucking wrong. And it really is. The thing is, is like they, I'm not saying that these people aren't nice people, but why else would you go on this show? You know what I mean? Sure. And, and here's well, the, oh, I do think at a okay. certain point you could be like, I've got nothing going on. I've no one, I'm not dating anyone. Like maybe it's like a real life dating app. That's my, that's what I think maybe no, Becca did. And I, I think that too, but also you have to think like long term. It's like, not only is this a, and, and here's the thing. It's like, it's a great platform. It's a great, like, yeah, I have nothing else to lose. It'll be fun to go on this show at the same time. It's a great way to get my name out there. It's a great platform for me to do things. And, and the thing is, is like, anytime you sign up, to a dating show where it's like you're one out of 30 women. It's like <laughs> you 
kind of have to believe that there are other opportunities besides the fact that you might end up with some guy. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure, sure. And that's definitely a season. This is that's definitely a lesson from this season of Paradise, which is yeah. kind of like a watershed season, honestly. The Natasha Brendan Piper situation, iconic. I, I know it's 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 been pretty wild to watch, but anyway. And disappointing, but yeah. It is just like a new era of like acknowledging the world outside of the beach, even with the storm, which we'll come back to. Well, no, I'm just saying like I and I listened to your last podcast with uh, Rachel and Callie and I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm not trying to thank you suck up or anything, but it was you got you all three were awesome on it. And Thanks. I do believe there was a certain point where like you didn't think of social media or whatever, but now specifically, it's like there are so many opportunities or so many branding opportunities where it's like that can't not be a factor in going on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't think about it, it's like, do you live under a rock? Even someone like Aaron, who is now, if you like look at his social media, he's fucking milking it. Yeah. He's oh, is he? Sure. Yes. It's well, I, I have, I've turned on him. I have, I have a lot oh, to reveal. Oh, no, you loved Aaron. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, this is probably good because he he got hurt. He's he's been hurt several times. I guess so. Okay. But anyway, back to Kendall. Oh, sorry. Yes. It's fine. I always derail us as well. Anyway, everything Joe did, totally logical. Everything Kendall did, hard to explain. And yet, and yet, if I were Kendall and I watched tonight's episode, or if I were Kendall and I had her lived experience, I would fucking hate Joe. And I guarantee that Kendall's friends are also like, I fucking hate that guy. And like, just totally like all around him. I just feel like he was so callous when she was like pouring her heart out. And I understand that he had to be definitive. He's moved on and he made a good point. Like if you hadn't moved on, why didn't you say anything until now? But they dated for like a really long time. They did. Yeah. And he acted like it was just like a fairly inconsequential relationship that was over and he moved on from. (laughs) And then at the at the, you know, the gathering, whatever that was, he's like, I'm learning that some like, relationships yeah. mean more to me. Or he's yes! like, I, here, I think he said, I've been here before and the relationship that meant a lot to me, but I'm learning that maybe this one means more. And it's just like, it's like a, he's already put the knife in her heart right. and now he's twisting it. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. Did you have to? And I, ha- I just... Ugh, that made me so mad. And I just, if I were her, I know it's not rational, but like whatever matters of the heart, not rational. If I were her, I would be so pissed. And I'd be like, do I really not mean anything to you? You're just like going to move on for some 23 year old. I would just like use Serena's age against her, even though that's not fair either. I would just be really fucking pissed. No. And I, I would not discount your animosity toward him, Thank towards you. him because I think he does deserve it. And at the same, but at the same time, it's like, if I were Serena, I would want him to say, of course, you know what I mean? So I think that was, I mean, he's like, here's the thing. His relationship with Serena isn't as solidified as his was with Kendall because they spent like a year or so in the real world together. So it's been, it's been at least two years. So there you go. It hasn't been on in two years. (laughs) That's true. Okay. So there you go. And if I were Serena, I would definitely want him to say those things. And I think we say things in the heat of the moment that maybe aren't exactly, I don't want to say aren't true, but are, are nice to people that we're with or, you know, nice to people that, but I totally, I mean, here's the thing. Am I a fan of 
grocery store joke. I mean, I literally, I was telling my producer, producer Dylan Berkey, um, about, I was like, you know what he's like? He's like that moment in Arrested Development with Michael. And he's like, her? Okay. It's his hand as a nose on Plane's face. Him? Him? Seriously? I know. I just like everyone's lowering their standards for grocery store Joe. And I truly do not get it. Natasha did tell me that Joe was very funny, but I don't know. There's plenty of funny. That's not coming across. And there's plenty of funny people in the world. Like, I don't know. Is he so much funnier than your regular funny guy? I just, I just don't get it. And I, I don't know. My heart really hurt for Kendall. I just feel like, I mean, it's sadistic to having to live through watching your ex making out all day with a different woman when like you still have feelings. The fact that Kendall stayed as long as she did is also inexplicable. I mean, that's the thing. Everything <laughs> yeah. Kendall did is honestly inexplicable. I have no excuses. I just feel her pain because we, you know, this is how I felt it's about wild. too. I feel the pain for these, these gals. It really sucks. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? But at the same time, I get it. But at the same time, what are you doing? Like, I just, I, ugh, of all people, I'm just like, Grocery store Joe. I know. I, I don't believe. get it. I've devoted more time. There's two things that have happened in my life that I never foresaw happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One is the number of times I've been to Las Vegas, which is like somewhere in the neighborhood of 10. What? I never thought I would go to Las Vegas that many times. Oh yes, my Amelia. God. <laughs> I know. A what? <laughs> it's truly embarrassing, but I went to the Backstreet Boys twice. I oh, went well, to Summer League like oh, four times. Oh, well, that's I, different. That That's different. I feel like. Even that's so, I, never, I don't know how to gamble. I've never gambled at all. That's but, okay. But like there are cool magic shows. There's the Backstreet Boys. Anyway, I've been to Vegas like 10 times. The other thing I didn't foresee in this life was talking about grocery store Joe this much. I truly cannot believe it. I just was like, who cares about this guy? And also, he was on freaking Dancing with the Stars. Like, ABC did this to us. Wait, wait, he was? Yes. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. ABC did this. It didn't happen out of nowhere. This is like someone's plan. Uh, Rob Mills, <laughs> you foisted grocery store Joe on us, and I will never forget <laughs> you, but whatever. It's One last note on Kendall before we move on. What a powerful company. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's the, it's the house of mouse, Amelia. I know. Well, trust me, I know. Yeah. Um, Kendall and Ivan, could we have gotten three seconds of them talking to each other before tonight's episode like what the no fuck? well they they had talked a little before i remember them like kissing maybe yeah they made out yeah, they didn't okay, talk. Okay, that was okay, last okay, week okay, they made okay, out. i'm sorry I'm no sorry. seriously i don't think we heard them talking to each other at all i'm not joking well no i believe you i believe you because i was also like <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah no i just saw you like you were doing the mental math well <laughs> yeah i was and poor i poor ivan I know. Who do you think has gotten the Ross deal this season? Maybe Aaron. Really? Or Why? not. I don't I mean, either Aaron is a piece of shit or he's gotten the Ross deal. Interesting. What's the case for the Ross deal? Well, what, I mean, the fact that like Tammy left him for Thomas and then Chelsea seemingly left him for Ivan. I was like, damn, this guy has had people make out in front of him twice that he, people he thought he was in a decent relationship with. Is that not... <sighs> Who do you think Chelsea's going to pick? Oh, that's hard. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? I really don't know either. It's up in the air. I don't think it's Aaron. I don't think, well, if she does pick Aaron, they're not still together because he's like super San Diego and he's, and she's just like living her best life in New York. Okay. Okay. Good for her. San Diego guys are not my esteems. 
but okay. they seem to seem to thrive on The Bachelor. We've had a lot in the last two seasons. There have been a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's just like closer to filming, but yeah. Well, it's also just like, it's a little removed from LA. So it's sort of like <laughs> right. they're camera ready, but they're not like mega influencers yet. That's so true. It's like, okay, we know that you don't have an IMDb yet. Yet. It's like, you probably don't have a reel yet. Yet. Maybe not but, in a couple of years, but yeah, not yet. Yeah, exactly. But like you work in insurance at a real estate and you're available to go on TV. <laughs> yeah, you're so. in real estate and you're transferring to the LA office like in a year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can be on Selling Sunset. So, <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what else happened on this episode. I just want to say grocery store Joe F you on behalf of all <laughs> girls who've had to watch their ex make out with someone else. Just sucks. And, I, and again, it's not rational. Everything Joe did, super defendable. I get it. Kendall, inexplicable. Nonetheless, F you, grocery store Joe. Yeah, but at the same time, one, he didn't really defend Natasha on the night that she needed defending. And two, it was like, this guy doesn't even have a He has maybe one sense of humor because I saw it like maybe for a flash of a second. Actually, I have one, one final, final note on grocery mm-hmm. store Joe. Mm-hmm. Not only did he not give Kendall the type of validation I feel she deserved as his ex. He took the socks and sandals to a new level. He was wearing like the gray gym socks with his red Adidas sandals, which I support. And I was just like, that looks so uncomfortable. There's gotta be sand like in your socks. And it was just super inexplicable. I'm just like, he must have a weird foot thing. I don't get it. (laughs) I know. I noticed that too. Cause I know before he was wearing like the, the barely there socks. And then he took it up a notch and I was like, okay, that's a choice, but all right. (laughs) It was like a choice. You might have a toe fungus. You heard it here first. I don't know. Programming note, Callie's office speak. She'll be back soon. Um, I just, her her sock takes are (laughs) are iconic. So we'll have to get her to weigh in. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's move on. We're going to do one big question based kind of arbitrarily on things that happened that I just want to talk about. My first big question, Amelia, mm-hmm. Ed versus Damar, who would you rather go on a date with? Damar. Damar always. I'm so, I'm sorry to Ed, but like Damar always. Listen, I'm so happy Natasha's getting some makeout action. I'm so happy she's having fun. Ed, I think we could have done better for Natasha than Ed. But maybe he's her type. I don't know. Every, everyone's just got to find seems love like it. Well, here's the thing. It seems like he is because she was really into him. She really was. So <laughs> I, cool, I guess. I don't know. They went on a painting date where they had to paint the guys where, and then vice versa. And like there was like an Adam and Eve like fig leaf situation over their, their privates. I was trying to think tonight as I was watching at any point in my life what I had found this sort of like overt sexual humor funny or entertaining and i can't say that i would what was your what was your take on this date well it was just they keep on i don't it's just like i don't care that's the thing but also it's like when they have um the date and like she doesn't even draw or paint a part of his head she just focuses on like the neck down and i was just like why would you do that was that uh- was that an art date is my worst nightmare. Well, when I was a kid exactly. and I had to do arts and crafts, I like sat off to the side and I just like chatted. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. So well, here's the thing. I read it as either she knew she was going to mess up his face. So she didn't do his face or she thought this guy has a busted up face. I'm just going to do his body. So it's like either way. It's just like it's like it doesn't win. You don't win. 
And that's so awkward. Harsh. So, so, so harsh. But I, felt like I when, mean, I felt like when Damar came in, he was really channeling his, his, uh, inner spin instructor. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like he really felt like the gym teacher to me. Damar should be hosting the show. I had thought that for a while, but I think that like his future is as host. I think he would be a great addition to like alongside Wells or greeting people when they come to paradise. He's got so much energy and I don't feel like they really channeled it properly. He's very smiley. Um, he seems like such a nice person. I would love to see, and I know I've said this before, but I would love to see him as like a Peloton instructor. Well, he is a spin instructor, so okay. he's not far away. So, like, give him the Peloton keys. Let him do do his thing. Because I feel like people- He's from, a showman. Exactly. And from what I've heard, people love that uh, Cody Rigsby guy. Cody Rigsby. Yeah. He's, on, he's on Dancing with the Stars. Honestly, watch him win. And, Damar, you could have this. So I'm just saying. I've never heard of Cody Rigsby. Well, the people who are into Peloton have heard of him and they are voting for him. Let me tell you. Side note. Did you watch Matt James on Dancing with the Stars? No, I did not. However, I looked at Pat Muldowney's girlfriend, Kirby Johnson, tweeted about him. And she said, I feel like I know more about him from watching this Paso Doble than I have about his entire season. And I was like, damn, well, okay, maybe I should watch I that's him on true. the season. No, I yeah, believe I it too. True. I believe it too. I finally had a mute Matt on Instagram. Couldn't unfollow, of course, but I just need a Matt break. All the content, like, okay, we get it. You're just like eating, exercising as per usual. That's <laughs> why I don't follow these people on Instagram. I just like, I can't do it. You know, I just wanted to support him, but I just need, I just need a, a pause on Matt. He's, yeah, okay. I'm his first fan, Amelia. You are. No, that's that's okay. If I, I was someone's go. first fan, I would. Under, uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. You jump, I jump, you know? No, I get I. Let, uh, now that you say you're that, a bird, I'm a bird. That's me and Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. The worst <laughs> Nicholas Sparks movie. But yeah. OK. I, for more on that, you can listen to Ringer Dish. Two times. <laughs> I, do not, I do not agree, but fair enough. <laughs> okay. What do you think is the best one? A walk to remember? Yes, of course. Are you joking? Of course it is. I love Manny Moore. Oh, anyway. OK. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Anything else on Ed and Damar? I have to say, people, this was probably the worst episode of Bachelor in Paradise this season. It By was... probably, I mean, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think they only included that uh, tropical storm situation because of the fact they had nothing else to deal with. But I think we'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Ma- Mari and Kenny next. They finally went on a date. It's funny how these people just hang out and like they don't actually do any activities together, which is probably actually a good model for like knowing if you're going to like each other because so much of a relationship by the time that you're like deep into it, it's just like just being at home around. together doing nothing. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so at least it's kind of flipped on its head. <laughs> Mari and Kenny had another gross food situation where they like made tacos of and on each other's bodies and then ate the food off of each other's bodies. And it was like supposed to be like sensual and sexual, but like the licking of the feet last week with Riley and Marissa, it was just gross. It was gross. And I I was watching it and I watched as the, they poured the sour cream on each other and it was just like, (laughs) it was like, it was wet. You know, when sunscreen gets bad and it becomes very runny. Yeah, it was was exactly like that. And then she was like smoothing it onto his like legs with his leg hairs. And I'm not trying to like root anyone who has leg hair, but just the consistency plus his leg hairs was absolutely 
disgusting. It was revolting. It was so, I gagged. It was so disgusting. Mari seemed really into it. I think that was the most disturbing part. Like both as getting licked and being the licker. I felt like she was really into it. Don't you think? They were both into it, I think. Yeah. For some reason, it surprises me less that he's into it. But with her, and this is not like a judgment of like sexual. No, no, no. Of course not. It's just that it's an objectively gross thing to do. So I was surprised she's so into it. But yes, it's also unsanitary. But yeah, we don't really know her. Also, the taco thing. Like the taco thing is supposed to be like a stand in for like vagina sex. Yeah, because yeah, taco is a slang term for vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I thought it it should have been uh, sushi because it's more compact. Sushi is like the standard like go to. (laughs) We were discussing where that came from. For me, my main cultural touchstone with like eating sushi off a naked body is from Sex in the City. Samantha does that with Smith Jared, Jared Jared. In one of the Sex in the City movies, right? Yes, in the first movie, I believe. Yes, because see, my reference point is from. This says a lot about me, but the surreal life when Adrian Curry put the sushi on her and mm. and they were eating it off of her. So what year was that? That was like in 2006, maybe or something. I don't I was. That's about the same year as the, okay, as the well, Texas that, City movie. There, maybe so that like, was a big year for eating sushi off of naked people. Maybe it's like a thing from the odds because I was like, maybe. do I just not know about this? Like, does everyone know about like this like sushi gag? Is that like no. common foreplay? And I just don't know about it. Or is it from or is it like made up for movies and TV? I don't know. I think it might be. It was a big thing maybe in the odds. I don't know. That aught culture. Lindsay Lohan, Ugh. Paris Hilton, and eating sushi off a naked body. What more could you ask for, honestly? Seriously, like body shots I know about. <laughs> that, that tequila body shots. Like that's also, I think, a big that's definitely something I saw in movies. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, let's do body shots. But I don't think that's like actually a thing people do. But I, I mean, I've seen it happen a couple times, but yeah. How do you feel about this season being like so sexually forward? Well, here's I, I enjoy it because it's like that's kind of real life. But at the same, I was I was happy to see that point. I was happy to see Mari and Kenny go straight to the boom boom room after their date, right? Because the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is like so chaste and like it's so stupid, and which is just like not reality. And and then it's like oh, groundbreaking, Katie's into sex or something, whatever. <laughs> but um, no, I've enjoyed it. But at the same time, it's like I think they're trying to. I don't know, make a bigger deal out of it when they do like the whipped cream on Riley's toes and like uh, sour cream on Kenny's leg hairs. And I'm just like, that is not sexy. That is disgusting and unsanitary. <laughs> no, it really. No, it really is. It's, it's just been like pretty so nasty. much of it this season. It's just weird. So Callie and I have talked about this a lot. So much of paradise seems like just uncomfortable and like unappealing, but totally. Never. Well, I, I listen, I'm not to be like, I'm a brown noser, but I listened <laughs> to it and Callie was like, I would not lick anything off of anyone's toes. And I was like, yeah, girl, same. Neither would I. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's absolutely vile. <laughs> That's vile. There's a lot of foot stuff happening this season. I just, it's so weird. I got it. Not that I want to talk to grocery store Joe directly as I've made it very clear, but like, I do wonder about the sock situation. Like, what is that? Well, it's sweaty and there are like, it's probably stinky. Socks. And the thing is, is like, in I understand walking barefoot when it's hot outside. I get that. But here's the thing. Don't, if you know that don't lick things off of other people's feet, <laughs> because like well said, there's like, 
There's trash. There's dead crab bodies on your feet. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, especially in the time when we're all in lockdown. You want to lick stuff off of people's feet? What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. No, it's completely true. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, well... <laughs> All just the weird licking and stuff. It's just very strange. We'll move on again. I stopped talking about grocery store Joe and how much I hate him. But I just want to note, Kenny was also wearing red Adidas sandals. And I was wondering if they were Joe's or if like he just also had them. I feel like he probably just also had them because he's like trying to be like, oh, I'm not 40. I'm like actually like cooler than that. (laughs) Well, and I love Kenny, but. You know, I I think those sandals are appropriate at any age. I'm going to be honest. No, no, they. Here's the thing. I agree. I think they are, and I think it, they're very popular. But like, I just I have I have them in light pink. No, and so that's and that's great. I'm my sister, no, and my sister has them too, and I think that's great. I I just know I would get blisters from them, so I'm rocking the Birkenstocks, so which are like decidedly less cool. But I'm saying yes, yeah, yes, Birkenstocks. I'm wearing, I'm wearing them right now. I have I, love I have uh, this is really an overshare. I have the world's most sensitive feet. Literally every <gasps> single pair of shoes gets me blisters. So yes! it's just, no, same. just you break them in. Literally every single pair of sneakers, like literally every pair. <laughs> That's not good. And you get all bloody and that sucks. Yeah, but it's, it's disgusting. like I have to walk yeah. a mile and I have to make myself bleed before it works. <laughs> yep. I get that. Because that's that's almost every shoe. It might not be me with like Asics, but yeah, it's like almost every shoe. I get it. I get it. The Adidas are actually really comfortable, but you also have to break those in. I was going to say, they're pretty like, that's hard plastic. They're really comfortable once you get past the pain, though. So No, okay, (laughs) I get that. And and I felt the same way about Birkenstocks, which I have definitely bled for, oh my, several times, and Rainbows. Oh, Rainbows, impossible. Rainbows, you will blister your entire foot. So painful. I was once in Portugal and they gave me the worst blisters (laughs) ever. But like, were you hiking in them? Because that's not smart. No. Okay, okay. I was okay. just walking on the beach. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, that's yeah. It's not Watch good. Got beautiful beaches. I want to okay. go there. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other. Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
Next. I, 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 again, I derailed us. Riley and Marissa, do you believe that this will last? I do. I believe in their love. Is that so naive of me? I, I love them together. I think they're so sweet. I was really happy that he opened up to her. If Riley and Marissa don't make it, I mean, I'm definitely the most, despite the foot situation, I'm the most invested in, in them for sure. They also seem like they're having the most fun of all of these couples. I know Joe mm-hmm. and Serena are like, well, I, I focus on them so much. Like, Oh, we're ha- we love each other. This is so meaningful. But Riley and Marissa actually seem like they're having the most fun and the least amount of drama. Riley and Marissa seem like, like every, like when he, they licked the whipped cream off his feet and then other things. And they were just like, they were just laughing and giddy with each other. And it's like Serena and Joe are just like, we have passed out in the sun together several times. So I think we're in love, which is just like, I don't know if you want to build a relationship on that, but okay, go ahead. Um, and I think that Riley and Marissa, they've had the difficult talks and I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not saying they've had every single, not that there's like a, Sure. But Riley, Riley's going to have an intense past. We heard about it this week and we heard about it with Tasha, and which I'm a little confused by still, which is, it's not my business obviously, but, um, so what did he tell Tasha versus what he said tonight? And I just want to say we support Riley and just hope the best for him and, and, and all that, but like just trying to understand what he said. Well, from what I remember, and I don't want to be like, I remember incorrectly, but from what I remember on Tasha and, uh, Claire season, he talked about how his mom like kidnapped him. Wasn't that right. what happened? And I think I, so. And I was like, what the hell? Where, where did that come from? And but like, that's harrowing. And they, it was very jarring the way they put it. It's not his fault at all, but it was very jarring the way that production put it. And it's just like, I think that also on that season, it came out in that like weird trauma date where they're exact- like, the tra- everyone te- exactly tell your deepest, darkest, most horrible story about the horrible things that happened Which to you. Is- and it was like very serious and, the, and just sort of like have like a pile on of bad things that happened. And Riley explaining how he had a difficult childhood right. was like very upsetting. And it's like, Actually, it's much more appropriate to, in the, to like explain your backstory or not appropriate or inappropriate, but it felt less exploitative in talking to Marissa one-on-one. Which is because it's funny because I've talked to people about who watch RuPaul's Drag Race and um, the way they talk about their backstories seems much more natural than uh, a lot of the stuff that we've gotten on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. And for once, this seemed more natural than it usually does. It seemed more like, okay, this is part of the conversation that we're having instead of like, we're forcing it on you right now. And that's what it seemed like in the beginning with Riley's story the first time when he was on the Claire Tasha season, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like they have a really genuine connection. Also, we're getting to know Riley in such a better way. He, first of all, he seems funny and, and also just like, really just like does his own thing. Like when they show him working out, he's so in his own zone. He I, loves working out. I can't relate. But <laughs> neither, I, <laughs> neither can I, but I appreciate it. And I go, okay, sure. If you want to do that, that's great. And also God. I th- he's like from the date that he had with Marissa and he was just like, I respect you as you are regardless. I was just like, this guy is so nice. He's such a good guy. And from this uh, conversation that they had tonight, seems like he's just like a really stand-up good guy. And I'm just like, totally. I really like you. And your arms are huge. But yeah. 
One of my favorite things about men on The Bachelorette is when they're employed gainfully, and this guy's a lawyer. So exactly. Marissa, hold on tight. It's great stuff. Not that she shouldn't have a career herself, but you know. And see, that's what I between Riley and grocery store Joe, it's like, what is grocery store Joe's just like, well, I felt that way about you because I felt that way about Kendall. And it's just like, okay, all right. I don't need you to compare another girl to this girl. So, all right. Whereas Riley, I think is very thoughtful. Whereas Joe is just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's a great impression. Sure. Thank you. Well, you know, (laughs) next. Was Tia dared by someone in her life oh to God. say the word vagina as much as possible on national television? God. Otherwise, <laughs> how would you explain why she has said vagina so many times? Well, here's the thing. I really think these people understand that they're on national TV. They're on a very popular show. And it's like vagina is not. I mean, it shouldn't be a taboo word. And she's just like, I'm trying to be funny. And it's like, OK, yeah. From what I've I've gleaned from everyone on Twitter, they think she's pretty funny because she used the word vagina. So I do like I do enjoy Tia a lot. A lot I don't, a lot. but okay. Really? Why not? She's just I, she's just like fake to me. And I okay, and I don't mean to bring in the whole Colton Underwood thing in again, but it's just like I don't need you to tell these Colton Underwood jokes. Like it's just I, I don't know. I think it's they're really inauthentic and just annoying, but whatever. Do you think she's trying to trade on Colton's um, coming out? Or do you think that she's insecure about having been in love with a gay man? I think it's both. I think in the beginning, she was trading on his jokes. In the be- she was like, well, maybe I'll find a guy who's not gay. Or, well, she didn't say that, but it was something along the lines of that. And I remember and I was talking to my producer about this. I was just like, that, was, that stuck out to me as like, well, why she- would you say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, and it's like, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I've never lived in the South and I know it's a different world there or whatever. So I, maybe, nor have I. Right. And I, I don't mean to, you know, speak for them or whatever. And I understand that it's, you know, not as accepting as it is in other places in the country. And so maybe that, and I don't want to, but at the same time, I don't want to assume and say, that's why that's the way you are. But I, I just think that's like such a cheap way to like, I'm trying to market myself as, you know, being the the gal who slept with a gay guy or so, you know, it's just like, okay, we already know his backstory. You don't need to make it more of your backstory. Just like come on the show because you want to find love. I don't need your whole entire like, well, God damn it. Colton was gay. I just, I find that to be cheap. I really do. So sure. I, I think that's a valid point. I hadn't really thought about it that way. I find her entertaining because I feel like her awkwardness is, is very obvious. Like she clearly feels awkward and it I don't know if like she wears awkward well I mean she's a very pretty girl but for some reason I I find her entertaining but I do think this sort of like this repetition of like did my vagina dance over and over when she also said that I think on Ari season or oh it was either that or it might have been from actually Nick's season the Mm. girls that used to say that but that's not a phrase she made up and sure I'm just like, okay, we, I, I don't know. She well, just says it so much. I'm like, is the, are the producers feeding it to her? I think that's another thing where it's like uh, the bachelor and the bachelorette has been so taboo about sex that it's like, oh, you're yeah. mentioning vagina. Oh my God. And she was like, yeah, I'll mention it so I can get a few more followers. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but 
I'm just, I don't think she's as clever and funny as people think she is. I, I'm not, yeah. and the thing is, is like, uh, yes, I think she's a, a gorgeous girl and I think she seems nice enough, but like her whole, my vagina, vagina, are you dancing? Like, that's not funny <laughs> to me. Like, okay, that was funny for a second. It's funny when you're making fun of her. I know, like I'm impression. sorry. I know, it's not, I've been warned about my impressions before, so I apologize, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Amelia. She entertains me. I'll give it some thought. Okay. But I just can't understand why she said it so many times. But so, but I'm not against it. I no, just like, of this course. is strange. Well, I, I think it's, again, it's like she knows what people are going to clip. You know what I mean? Sure. Because she's been in this bachelor sphere for what? like For a while. For a while. At least five, if not more years. Yeah. Ari's season was, let me think, 2017? Four years ago? Four years ago. And then she probably knew it because uh, what's her face was also on her best friend. I think it was 2018. I take it back because I'm just thinking backwards. Peter was 2020 pandemic. 2019 was Colton. Oh. And 2018 was Ari. The, the bachelor no one wanted. So was Nick 2016 was Ben. Well, here's the Oof. thing. The ba- Ari, the bachelor no one wanted. Tia, you deserve everything. <laughs> Um, who would you pick Blake or James? And then who should she pick? Why is it such a big debate? Just go with Blake, right? Yeah. Well, I think she is going to, I think the whole thing about her being like, I'm so confused and I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I really, I just, I like a Southern accent. They're fun. I have to do. So I apologize. I don't mean to offend anyone, but, um, I think she probably is just saying like, how dare you not spend more time caring about me to Blake and using James as a way to make Blake step up his game. That's what I think is going on. She definitely picked a fight with Blake as a fight picker. I recognize the behavior. Okay. Just looking for more attention and just looking to get a rise out of someone and like test them to see how they feel about you. And I'm concerned that she's not going to get the feedback she wants, but I don't know her and well, I think Blake also, I mean, here's the thing. Everyone wants to be on the beach longer than, you know, the next person. And they don't, and we don't know. I mean, I personally, and I don't know, maybe you do know how long these people are on the beach are for. And I don't know if they know exactly either. I think it's, it's three weeks. Okay. But the thing is, is like, it, they could bring in more people anytime. So it's like, yeah. Who knows? And so if I were Blake, I would want to be pleasing Tia regardless so I could stay on longer and see if another hot person shows up. And I think that I think they do have a connection, but I also think that there is that in the back of his mind. And um, I also think he probably that, likes making out with her. Why not? Of course. Of course. She's beautiful. And I think that she likes making out with him, too. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, I think she really enjoys grand. I mean, it seems like she enjoys grand gestures or public gestures and she wants that. And it's like, if she's not getting it, then yeah, she's going to complain about it and say like, this guy did this for me. And if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to maybe be with him. And I think that's what's happening. I don't know. You might be right. I, James, I don't see him with anyone. James, I'm just sort of like, he doesn't seem real to me. I feel- he hasn't really... He seems very um, inauthentic and he just seems like he just seems like he hasn't opened up. Perhaps he doesn't know how for the cameras. But on that reason alone, I would definitely choose Blake. 
also, I forgot his name again. I was I was doing the Victoria P thing where I was like, God, what's his name? I was trying James? to James. Yeah. I Jake? was like Scam. Yeah. Blake. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Jordan. Her? Her? Um hey. and uh yeah, and also he does the whole rose chasing thing, which I think is annoying. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, moving on. A storm. Do you think this is the first time? A storm has ever threatened production for Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think it is because considering however many seasons of Bachelor in Paradise there have been in Mexico. I believe this is the seventh. There has had to have been another tropical storm that has threatened the beaches in Paradise. I'm not saying that they haven't stopped production and they haven't interviewed people being like, oh my God, my love story might be over. But I think this is the first time they've actually used the footage because they didn't have anything else to use. Very dull week on, on the beach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, that's the thing. I exactly. I don't think they would have used it unless they really needed it. I looked it up. The storm was named Dolores. It hit in June. Yep. And some parts of Mexico had flooding, but it's, I looked up Puerto Vallarta specifically and, and Sayulita. It seemed like it was more or less fine. So, well, from what I we've don't. seen, because there was, I, I, they came back and the only damage that was done to the whole entire beach was a palm frond in the <laughs> freaking pool. So, yeah. And that could happen like just from regular winds. I mean, use, yeah. Don't need a storm for that. I do wonder if they had cleaned it up a little bit, but I don't know. It didn't see, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. But wouldn't you, if you were part of the editing and production crew, wouldn't you have like, if there had been bigger damage, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you have put it in the yeah, package? Like, oh my God, the trees and exactly, oh my God, they, this and that. They did have like, like, I'm not saying the storm wasn't scary because I'm sure it was, but like there was lightning that they had and a lot of rain and they showed the, the, uh, paradise mm-hmm. doors shuttering back and forth once. And that's true. That's true. And the thing is, is like, I, I understand and that's smart. They evacuated because you never know what happens. But at the same time, have you ever seen an episode of survivor? Because <laughs> they've gone through a lot worse. Okay. Thank you. Awful. They've seriously gone through a lot worse. They you really know, I'm going to mention something. Yes. Right now. Okay. Sorry. I'm excited, but yes. Tomorrow. This is like so deep into the podcast, whatever. <laughs> Who tomorrow, cares? On the Ringer reality TV podcast, tomorrow night, West Coast time, we will be debuting our second season of the Ringer's Survivor podcast. The pod has spoken, hosted by Tyson Apostle. Yes. I'm so excited. The one and only. The legendary Tyson. He will be doing uh, weekly recaps with other super fans uh, from the Ringer and not from the Ringer. It begins again tomorrow night. I am the first guest. I can't wait. You're the first guest? (gasps) I'm so excited. Perks of being head of production at the Ringer. (laughs) And um, yeah, check it out. Ringer Reality TV podcast. Will we also have Johnny Bananas recapping the challenge? Yes, we will. We will have both on the Ringer Reality TV podcast and amelia on yes. fridays will be oh. recapping the great british bake-off thank you also known as the great british baking <laughs> show due to licensing issues here in the united states with sure. our dear friend kate hallwell and yes. that will be on friday so exactly. super exciting check that out um we're gonna reality podcast subscribe i'm on there callie's on there amelia's also on there doing yes. bachelor stuff it's just like Making your destination for all real things reality TV other than The Bachelor, but also including The Bachelor. Also, I mean, I even even said I would love to go on Survivor. We we would all love to go on Survivor. I mean, I, mean, Actually, I, I would no, not. No, I but. wouldn't because I would starve to death. But um, 
I mean, Tyson is a huge get. I'm just saying. I'm just, okay, we don't have to talk about it, but I'm just saying Ty- when I heard Tyson was coming on this podcast and hosting it, I was like, Gah, Gah. so it's pretty thrilling. Tyson, we're, we're really excited. Love All Tyson. right, Amelia. Last question of the day. Mm-hmm. Aaron versus Ivan. Will they actually fight? Will, will, will punches be thrown? No, because security always gets in the way. In the way? Yes. Is that how you want to put it? Exactly. I would love to see two hot dudes throw down, obviously. But you know, <laughs> yeah. One of my major takeaways is I was like, huh, Ivan's tall. He was almost as tall as Aaron, who presents yeah. as like really tall. And I was like, nice. Okay. Cool, how Ivan. tall is Aaron? Because okay, so Thomas is we know Thomas is six six. Six six. He's only said it a thousand times. <laughs> Aaron's gotta be at least six four, right? I think he's like six four. Yeah, yeah. he's six four. So and I'm gonna I'm, go with like six two, six three for Ivan. Probably yeah, six two. Because they were love, they were measuring up and it seemed pretty uh similar. Yeah. I'd love a tall hot man. Um, sure, same. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Uh-huh. I didn't feel like this was a great week for Ivan. For as you know, I'm like an Ivan super fan kind of felt myself turning on him. I just felt like the rose hunting with Chelsea was pretty obvious after Kendall left. Okay. So you interrupt, but what do you think of James? Okay. If you call that rose hunting with Chelsea, what do you think of the quote unquote, maybe rose hunting with James and uh, what's her face? Tia. It seemed, it seems a lot more obvious. So I'm sort of like, okay, they must both be on board with this. I feel like with Ivan, that's true. That's true. I feel like with Ivan, he was trying to like make it make the connection there. I also am just kind of confused what happened though, because Chelsea did immediately friend zone him and then apologized for friend zoning <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, she did. She was like, I'm sorry for friend zoning you. Yeah. Power move. Lo- loved it. But then they were making out. And I was like, so did she do that? Cause she wasn't sure how he felt. Like, did she actually want Ivan this whole time, but was unclear on like if he would reciprocate because was it because Kendall was there? I was very confused. Cause they, I don't know how long that conversation was, but from the way it was edited, it went from like, zero to 100 real quick zero to 60 yeah i was just like very confused about if that was something that kendall because she had been there got in the way of was chelsea actually into him i was confused i just want to make it clear i would definitely choose ivan over aaron aaron has been meh on paradise but his social media his social media is so off-putting i find him just to be a Not for me. Okay, here's the thing. I was like, the only person who's a fan of Aaron is Juliet. Until, until, (laughs) until he was saying the funny stuff when he was like, if I get a rose from Becca, that would be biblical. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is funny and I like him. No. So the tables have turned. I don't know. The just, he's, little, turned. he's too thirsty on his social media oh, for me. Inter- See, again, I don't follow these people, so I don't know. But I I don't really either, but Callie sends them to me and then I'm just like, oh, I wish I didn't know. Callie! But- no, um, I, I, uh, I'm not. Okay. Yes. Okay, he has some pretty bad tattoos, but I think Aaron is very funny. I would rather spend a day with Aaron. Because could you imagine all the awkward silences you had with uh, Ivan? There would be a lot. Let's be honest. I guess so, but I think I can talk to almost anyone. I think I could talk to almost anyone without awkwardness for a maximum of four hours. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm just saying like if this if you were stranded on a freaking desert island and Ivan was there and he'd just be like, coconuts. What's that about? (laughs) 
<laughs> like that would be pretty awkward. You know that would be an and whereas Aaron would be making you laugh. I feel like I don't know. I'm just thinking it through. I'm like, would we go swimming? Like, what would we do on the island? I we think come up with activities. I'd rather You're die right. laughing with Aaron than like being bored with Ivan. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they're both hot. Here's the thing. And Ivan, yes, very attractive. Ivan seems like a very a nice person, but a little too cocky for me, to be honest. I don't know. There's something about Ivan. I respond to cockiness. It's embarrassing, but I just do. <laughs> it's all me good. Me and so it's many cocky. other women. No, I get it. I get it. And that's why he was invited on Paradise. And I and I. It's not like I don't like him. And I also, because he seems like a a good dude. No, but. he does. He, he. It's not like he's a serial killer or anything. He seems like a genuinely nice person. But I, I just. A little I too know cocky. that the season of Paradise is like three to four episodes too long because like I can talk myself into almost anyone who goes on these shows, right? Like, or or I go hard the other way and I talk can myself. Can you so really? Far that's out. amazing. Amazing, but yeah, okay. Well, uh, or I go in the other direction. It's like I hated Ari, Hager, Sorjo. Like, sure. And with the women, it's I, I don't like. It's just different. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I, I feel like I can at least immerse myself in the idea of all these people for like a certain amount of time. I mean, it's like part of semi requirement in doing this job. I'm like, I just found myself like turning on everyone. And I was just like, I would rather be making mistakes instead of watching these idiots make mistakes. I was just like, I was just sort of like, all right, this is, it's dragon. And I think what happened was it was like so spicy and like electric. And there's just like, it's just two episodes too long. Once Natasha, Brendan and Piper drama ended, it was sort of like, that's a wrap. Like nothing else is going to be as sensational. And and that was so shitty. Yeah, it sucks what's happened, but exactly. of course it's dominated this podcast and like all bachelor oh, conversation for a week. Totally. And the thing is, okay, also not to plug the podcast, but listen to the the last pod, I think it was a couple podcasts ago with you and Callie and Rachel, which was iconic. I loved it. And I, I but here's the thing. I was actually interested. I was like, I want to know more about what you guys thought of them being like, Natasha, the only guys who's going to go out with you is Dr. Joe. Because I thought that was fucked up. But yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I feel like Dr. Joe. Um, I think he's a nice put guy. in a shitty position. Exactly. Yeah. And I think she was put in a shitty position as well. But because it's like, oh, the nicest guy here. And he's he's showing up. But also, guess what? He's Brendan's BFF. And it's like, then what was the point of you giving her this rose? <laughs> You know where I stand, Doctor Joe. He no, never I know. On he's the a, show. I he's like him. Way too I like him a lot. Normal of a person to be on this he's television too good. program. He's too good. Yeah. And then, they, then they didn't even show him this week. I mean, it's a really I raw deal. It's a really, really raw deal. It is. It <laughs> but is. I don't know. I, I guess I, I thought that sucked, but I was happy Natasha got a date. I mean, it just was so obvious that the producers were like. Joe take Natasha out like whoever well, yeah. came down next was going to take her out and obviously and they're like oh you're his best friend okay perfect more drama and it's he my I, best friend um it sucks it sucks and I understand why they do it but at the same time it sucks and it's just rude so whatever yeah you know I don't know I you know Michelle season's right around the corner and I didn't think I'd be that I, I mean I'm excited about Michelle but it's just been so much bachelor for so many months but I am it's looking forward to it I'm like I'm ready to move on from paradise and on that note on Thursday's episode, we're going to dig into this rumored bachelor. So it's going to be a kind of spoiler heavy episode, people. I'm sorry. And we're going to break down Michelle's teaser, which came out today and all her promo photos. It'll be sort of like a survey of the news around Bachelor Nation. I can't wait to because it. I love Michelle already. So, yeah. 
Thank you all for listening. Kai McMullen, thank you for bearing with us through a slightly deranged <laughs> episode, but I had a great time. So hope you did too, Kaya, and you too, listener. Don't forget to check out the Ringer Reality TV podcast, and I'll be back on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.